0: hello welcome to small findings this is a podcast where i find out about things and i tell you about them some of them some of the things i find out might be things that you already know in which case you get to uh watch me From a perch of superior knowledge, but uh, some of the findings are things that might actually be new to you. So this week we have just two findings. The first one is about the Westminster Quarters, that's a famous bell melody, and uh, I talk a little bit about what makes parts of it seem resolved and what makes it uh, not seem resolved, and other peculiarities about it. The other finding is about how the human ear perceives a delay effect, Uh, how it perceives delay when it's applied to an instrumental sound versus a voice sound. All right, on to the findings. So this is a re-recorded finding about the Westminster Quarters because uh, it turns out I had recorded some fake news for the previous findings. Uh, I'll get into the part I got wrong uh, in a moment. But the Westminster Quarters are a melody played on bells. So when I first moved into this area I noticed that periodically bells would play from somewhere. I didn't know exactly where, but eventually I tracked it down to a church called St. John the Evangelist. It's a cool looking church, has cool architecture, and uh, has like a cool statue of what I thought was a wizard in the front holding an orb. But uh, on closer inspection, the inscription said that that was Jesus. Um, who I I don't think is considered to be a wizard. But anyway, yeah, building looks really cool on the outside. I went inside once for a rummage sale. does not look so cool. But the bell sounds great. And the bells ring every 15 minutes throughout the day, which seems like a lot. And surprisingly, it's not annoying. Uh, Part of that may be... That it plays the Westminster Quarters, which are a famous traditional bell melody. Um, it was uh, first first used in 1793 at uh, the university church um, called uh, Saint Mary the Great in Cambridge. Not not this Cambridge, but the the British Cambridge in England, and. It is speculated that uh the melody was inspired or lifted from Handel's Messiah. Uh and it is is very it is kind of religious sounding in that um it does follow certain rules about how things can be resolved. Uh each each little riff in it. Uh there's you can think of it as having like five sub-riffs that are rearranged in different ways. Uh, And they they all all these end on on the the root or the fifth. Um, In the unfortunately named Joseph Fux, that's F U X, um, in the unfortunately named Joseph Fux text, uh, greatest et parnassum, a book he wrote about the rules of counterpoint. uh, I think also back in the late 1700s. Before he gets into counterpoint, he talks about uh, how you construct the main line that your counterpoint plays off of. So counterpoint involves writing another melody, or I guess it's not a melody, but another line, another sequence that goes along with an existing one uh, and harmonizes with it in a certain way. But the... He goes briefly into the rules for making the main one, which he calls the cantus firmus. Um, and he, he basically says in that, that everything must end on the root or the fifth. So if we're in the key of C, right, the root is the C, the the fifth is the G, or you could do a lower fifth as G. The difference between the Westminster Quarters, the original tra- traditional Westminster Quarters, and the ones that are played uh, at Saint John near here are that the traditional ones are in E major, and then when I, I tried to play along with that on the guitar, it didn't line up because ours ours are transcribed to C. And uh, what was fake about my original finding was I thought that there are other differences, but after carefully listening, there there aren't um, there aren't any other differences. It just um, I often confuse the fifth and the root, and sometimes I, when I hear something that, that is actually, you know, a G or something, sometimes I think, oh, maybe it's a C. So, so that kind of thing happened to me. And also, I thought Wikipedia, um, I was viewing Wikipedia on my phone, and it, it uh, kind of wrapped the listing around for... The sequence that's played. So there's, there's, you know, five riffs that are rearranged to form the mel- melody. And I thought, I thought that on the hour mark, it played like all five in order, which it doesn't. Um, so here, here are the five, five riffs that make up the melody. So I'm going to call this A, right? And it goes from the third, uh, down to the root, and then hits the 5th, the so it goes... So that's that's what we'll call riff A. And then riff B also starts on the root, or, does, or starts on the root, unlike the other one, and ends on the 5th. So it goes root, 3rd, 2nd, Fifth, and uh, that might be my, my favorite one and then riff C starts on the root again but ends on the root so that's kind of the Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques. and then riff D uh, starts on the 3rd, ends on the 5th, and so it goes 3, oh wait, 3rd, root, 2nd, 5th, actually maybe that's my favorite one. That's riff D, and here's riff E, which uh, I confused with riff C, so riff C starts on the root and ends on the root, so it's like... But root E, I'm gonna wait for this UPS chart to go by. All right, root E starts on the fifth and ends on the root. So that's the only difference is it starts with this instead of this. so it goes. Wait, sorry. And so those are the five uh five patterns, five riffs. And on the 15 minute mark, we hear just riff A. Which is pleasant but kind of kind of boring. And then at the 30-minute mark, we hear riff B and C together, so B followed by C, so... It again is uh, sorry and yeah it ends on the root so it sounds resolved and then at the 45 minute mark, they throw in one that is slightly unsatisfying so. It's it's riff D, E and then A again. So it goes ends right there just um, kind of yeah and you have to wait another 15 minutes to get the resolution so and I I find it sort of odd that the, the fifth doesn't sound like a resolution like if you did something like this it might work Resolve if you kinda of just drive it in there. But then it still sounds even more resolved if you actually play the root. <laughs> and then at the hour mark, they play B, C, D and E. Then they hit the fifth a bunch of times to tell you how many what what hour it is. So if it's four o'clock it plays it four times. So here we go. really know why playing the fifth a bunch of times doesn't leave you with a sense of non-resolution because you know at the one o'clock hour it only plays it once so so it'll end with something like and I, I don't really know why but it does it does sound resolved So it's not like a matter of it just driving it into your head so you start to think, oh, that actually is the root. And now I am resolved. I think the other thing that's very interesting about the Westminster Quarters is that it's in 5-4. So there are five beats per measure. Oh, wait. Here we go. Oh, that was the 15-minute mark. Riff A... But yeah, back to the five four thing, it sounds like that's usually a, a time that's not like two four or six eight um, or four four, something common. Not uncommon like that is usually associated with jazz or progressive music or something like that. But yeah, this this goes it's at five four, so it's like 5, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, Sorry about all these mess ups here, um, but yeah, you could hear that it's in five, which and it sounds natural. Uh, I think the other, the only famous example of five four I can think of is, is like Mars, Bringer of War, so it goes. One, I I think um, that could have been played a little more tight, maybe, but you could hear it's. One and a two, three, four, and five. One and a two, three, four, and five. And um, I, think, I think there you feel that it's, it's not quite quite normal generally, but, but it still flows really well. Mars, Bringer of War, and the rest of the piece, The Planets, was written by Gustav Holst some, I don't know, maybe 130 years later, around uh, the early 1900s. The one other thing I should note about this is that there are only four notes in the Westminster Quarters, transcribed to a key of C. (laughs) It's pretty important for something to be played by bells, because you can't put your finger on a bell to change the pitch of the bell. If you want a different pitch, you need a new bell. So you could do this with only four bells and that's, it's pretty elegant. This finding is small in terms of magnitude as in measurable magnitude. Um, it's about delay. So there is an effect, an audio effect often used in music called delay. And oftentimes uh, what happens is you have uh, a signal, uh, a recording of something like a guitar or drums or voice, and then you put delay on it. And when you put delay on it, um, you play a copy sort of of that sound again at a delay So um, you'll start playing a sound, uh, a recording, and then you'll play usually a quieter copy of that recording um, some small amount of time later. Uh, So, you know, sometimes it's like a quarter of a beat or a beat later. Um, But a beat, of course, uh, if you're, let's say you're going at 120 beats per minute, a beat is a half second. So uh, I recently accidentally caused some delay when I was trying to mix together uh, a couple tracks, one in each channel, uh, left and right uh, stereo channels, and one of them was slightly not aligned with the other, and both of them contained the same uh, voice sound. So... Here I'm gonna play you what it sounds like um when they were when they're perfectly aligned. Normal star formation ends in galaxies so there it just sounds like one voice now uh when I tried to align it and it, it was kind of a more complicated situation in this, in that the voice was mixed with a bunch of other stuff, so it was not super easy to align. So let me play an example of these two voice sounds being played with an offset of a whole tenth of a second, and this will create an obvious delay effect. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. Now when I was doing this editing, I got to the point where I think they were only off by around 0.03 seconds, and this is kind of what it sounded like. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. So, there you can still kind of hear it. For reference, here's what it sounds like again when both left and right channels are perfectly aligned. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. Now, here's what it sounds like when they're off by only 0.001 second. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. All right, so I think that would actually pass uh, if you didn't tell people to listen for for anything. But if you listen to it again, next to it, perfectly aligned. Here it is, perfectly aligned again. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. And off by 0.001 seconds. Normal star formation ends in galaxies. So there you could hear a difference. And I, uh, in some ways, I think some people wouldn't be surprised by this, but I am surprised that the human ear can hear uh, a delay of 0.001 seconds. Part of what's interesting about this is if you do the same thing with something instrumental, like here is a vibraphone recording uh, in which both sides are perfectly synced. Now let's hear the vibraphone recording with uh, itself offset by 0.01 seconds. So uh, the left side will start at zero and the right side will start 0.01 seconds later. Here it is. So there I can't actually tell. Uh, if I listen really closely, let's listen again, sometimes... You could tell by listening to the very beginning of the recording that there is some delay. Okay, now here's the uh, original perfectly aligned vibraphone uh, recording again. And maybe you could hear the difference. We recall we were able to hear the delay with the, the sample that used the voice sounds when it was only off by 0.003 seconds. So I don't know about you, uh, but I could not tell. Here's, here's the original perfectly synced one, just for comparison again. If you could tell the difference, you should uh, email me at small findings at FastMail.com, just so I know that there's humans that could pick this kind of thing out. But I find it pretty interesting that it is, the human ear is much better at hearing delay and misalignment in human voice sounds than in instrumental sounds. I'm just going to leave the finding at that. Uh, You know, my, my speculation it relates to the familiarity with the human voice, but I'm, I'm not actually sure at all that that's the reason. But uh, even, even without knowing exactly what the reason it is, I think it's pretty interesting. All right. That's it for the findings today. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments you want to share or any findings you want to share, or any complaints, you could email me at smallfindings at fastmail.com. Sorry if I sound tired today, but I am tired. I was up till three in the morning, uploading an album. Oh, and I, I will link the album in the show notes, so you could check it out and enjoy it, hopefully. All right, see you next time. <laughs>